0: Welcome in the latest Daily Wager podcast, our final one of this abbreviated holiday week. We'll get you in and out in less than 10 minutes, but a ton of action for this long sports weekend. Welcome to Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian, joined this morning by Joe Fortenbaugh. It's like a Friday, but on a Wednesday.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you could say it like that um i'm so stoked it's obviously we're a day before uh thanksgiving with the tapings here and there's a lot we can cover for the weekend but as is tradition for me each and every year i will have action on all three games kazarian i do mm. not take a day off when it comes to thanksgiving i will play all three games including the egg bowl that'll make four
0: <laughs> i uh i did not realize that was a fort and tradition egg bowl a couple years ago was my biggest bet of the year and i talked about it on sports i I was in Connecticut. And I got up and emailed producers on like Tuesday or Wednesday. I was like, I need to do an Egg Bowl pick Thursday morning. I want to like pad the record. And uh, <laughs> we we got there. We did get there with the one. Was win. that I the pre-
1: one with the fake peeing in the end zone that led to the penalty? The plus and two the... and a half? No, yeah. that was the one where it was like minus
0: nine. And I did have that right side though. So they missed the extra point because the extra. But it was the year before that, I believe. I was like, you know, I was laying like seven, I think, and they won by. 10 or 13, but it should have been like a 30-point win. But probably wouldn't tell the story otherwise. But it was funny because I just had to get in there, and and I told a bunch of people that. bet. You know, one of those, like, you tell everyone this is, like, your game of the year. Oh, yeah. Um, I do not have a game of the year on the Egg Bowl this year. Maybe you do. We shall see. Uh, let's. So, t- obviously, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. A lot going on. I only have one play for the ESPN.com chalk section. I'm, it's going to be probably a pretty popular one, although maybe not incredibly popular because it's split – over uh, over Thursday and Sunday, but I am going to do the teaser with Dallas and New England. I just love what the Patriots are doing. It's self-explanatory. Five straight wins, five straight covers. The defense changing. We talked about it last week, playing more zone twice as much as they were before that. And they have the best defense uh, rating-wise in this span. So we'll see what Tennessee off the loss, but like they're limited right on offense. I am a little worried about Dallas. Uh, the injuries, no Maury Cooper. There's a chance that CD Lamb comes back, and Raiders will play well at some point, right? Like, they have too much talent, but they just don't have it right now. Three straight losses. Three straight losses, ATS as well. So I, I think Dallas bounces back from the loss at Arrowhead.
1: I like the teaser play. I'll be with you as well, Buffalo and New England. Um, here's the Thanksgiving card for me. We'll start with the morning. I'm leaning to the Lions plus three if Jared Goff plays. I think there's a lot of trouble lurking for the Bears. They're a mess this week with the, are they firing Matt Nagy after this game? Are they not? They've never fired a coaching season before. So I'm leaning to Detroit, but I gotta have golf. I don't want to play it with Boyle. One play I do have DeAndre Swift over 64 and a half rushing yards. The Bears are going to be without Khalil Mack and should be without Akeem Hicks. When Hicks isn't in the lineup, the run defense goes to crap three games without him this year they're giving up 125 yards per game on the ground and this is something that if you go back over the last few years it holds true as well swift has been killing it the last two weeks 47 carries for 266 yards he averaged nine yards per carry against the browns last weekend i like him to go over 64 and a half rushing yards in the first game game number two i'm gonna play the under in that matchup between the um raiders and the cowboys it's sitting at 51 right now. I think that's too high. I think it's too high. I can see the that. Raiders, since the Raiders released Henry Ruggs, 16 points against the Giants, 14 points against the Chiefs, 13 points against the Bengals. They're averaging 326 yards per game. The offense has no pop anymore. They don't have rugs to, to stretch the field and open up Waller underneath. They have been pathetic on offense. Uh, Dallas is going to be without Amari Cooper. Could be without, like you mentioned, C.D. Lamb due to the concussion. Unders cashed in four straight Cowboys games. So I'm looking at under 51. Dallas might handle their end of the bargain. I'm not expecting a whole lot from the Raiders. In the night game, uh, I'm looking at a couple things here. One prop that stands out to me is Josh Allen throwing an interception. It's minus 105. He's had an interception in four of his last five games. He's had an interception in four of five road games this year. You got the crowd noise. You got the short week. You got the pressure to bounce back. New Orleans has 11 picks this year. That's eighth most in the NFL. Allen's been forcing the rock. He's regressed a little bit this season. That Colts game was a disaster for him. And as he's feeling the pressure, you get the, this, this guy in a third and long He feels like he has to make it all up with his arm. Sometimes he won't take what the defense gives him. I think he throws a pick in this game. When it comes to the game itself, I do lean to the under. I'll probably play under 46 points. Uh, Buffalo off a loss, giving up just nine points per game this season. I think you get a good defensive bounce back. I don't expect a whole lot from the Saints offense, but I do think the Bills offense could be limited because of the crowd noise, the short week, and a good Saints defense. So, recapping the card real quick DeAndre Swift over 64 and a half rushing yards early. I lean to the Lions plus three if golf plays. I like the Raiders Cowboys going under 51. I like Josh Allen throwing at least one interception at minus 105 and under 46 points between the Bills and the Saints.
0: All right, so no egg bowl for you. You know, the Lions... Oh, I do. Game... You want me to throw oh, that in? Oh, sorry. I was going to say, the Lions-Bears game is really interesting. Do you think the <laughs> Bears get the win? I am a little skeptical here.
1: No, I don't. That's why I'm leading to the Lions. If Boyle yeah. plays, I'm not going to have anything on the side. But if golf plays, it's not... I mean, I think Dalton's a capable backup. But the thing with this is, I think the Lions have known forever this is the game they can win. The Bears are a mess. They Five a mess. straight That's losses my point. by an average of double digits. And this rumor that came out that Maggie's getting fired after the Lions game, but it wasn't supposed to be released. I think the organization is really upset with the fact that at Soldier Field over the weekend, they had those fired Nagy chants. I think the McCaskey family's embarrassed. I think they might pull the trigger. These guys right now, I think they've completely checked out on the coaching staff. They know at a minimum, these guys are not going to be there next year.
0: Yeah, no, it's a shaky uh, report in and of itself, but we'll see how it materializes. So, that covers. so you, you want to do some college as well, and you can include the Egg Bowl. Let's fire it up.
1: All right, Egg Bowl number one. That's going to be Thursday night. I'm going to play Ole Miss here. Open is a three-point dog, now catching only one and a half. I'll just play him on the money line in this game. Both teams have top 20 passing attacks. Both teams are average defending the pass. The difference in this game is that Mississippi State can't run the ball. They're second last in the entire country in rush offense. Ole Miss, despite having a top 20 pass offense, is sixth in the country in rushing. And I think that balance, that diversity, is going to be the difference in this game. So I'm going to go ahead and play Ole Miss plus the points. When it comes to stuff on Saturday, I'll do some rapid fire here. Favorite play is Alabama-Auburn going over 55 points. Bama is averaging 44 points per game this season. They're not going to have an issue holding up their end of the bargain. Auburn's defense has fallen off a cliff. They've given up over 60 points the last two weeks to Mississippi State and South Carolina but they are at home. It is the iron bowl and Alabama's defense has given up 26 points per game on the road this season. So I like over 55 points in that matchup between those two. I jumped ahead a little bit, but Friday night, I'll take the under in the Utah, Colorado game. It's sitting at 53. It's the same reason I played the under in Ole Miss Vandy last week. It's all about the spot. Utah just beat Oregon, huge win. They got the PAC 12 championship game on deck. Wedged in between is this matchup against four and seven Colorado, who ranks 119th in scoring. Get in, stay healthy, get the job done, get out and get ready for the Pac-12 championship. I don't think they have to do a whole lot from a stylistic standpoint. They're giving up just 16 points per game at home this season. Utah, Colorado, Friday afternoon, that one's going under. Uh Bedlam, I do like that game to stay under as well. Oakie State is tailor-made for unders, second in scoring defense, third in opponent yards per play. At home, biggest game of the year, insane crowd noise. And they can run the ball, too. Under is cashed. I think they're 7-3 to the under this season. Under is 18-7-1 over the last 26 Oklahoma State games. So I'll play under in bedlam. And then, believe it or not, final one, I am going to side with Michigan plus 8.5. Ohio State, I think, is a little overvalued off that win against Michigan State last week. They opened seven. It's up to eight and a half. It might keep climbing. I think the public's going to be all over the Buckeyes and CJ Stroud. Top 10 scoring offense, top 10 pass offense, going up against the top 10 scoring defense, top 10 pass defense. I think Michigan can get some stops here. They're at home. They're going to have the crowd noise. Michigan plays at a slow tempo. They love to run the football. They're averaging around 200 yards per game. I think they're going to be in a situation where they can slow this game down a little bit and drag it out. And with the back door wide open late, I'm catching eight and a half. I will play Michigan in that spot as well.
0: All right, uh, only a couple plays for me. I, I love Florida. I think this Florida State team stinks. I bet against them last week. It was one of my few losses. But the Gators at the swamp, laying two and a half at most shops, does not make sense. Remember, Florida went toe to toe with Bama. Second half rally, lost by two. So FSU. I mean, look, they need another win to go bowl eligible. I get, and it's a rivalry and all that. There's just, I just. I also wonder how much is in the tank, right? The big comeback, Miami. They go to Chestnut Hill. That defense stinks. Eagles were terrible, and then should have come back and won the game. They just kind of stalled late on turnover on downs. I think Florida should be just fine. I'm going to lay the two and a half there. Texas, Do you um? You think but, they
1: they rally because of the firing of Mullen? Like they get that guy I, I th- out of there? and I think it's a rivalry it. game.
0: I just think it's a rivalry game. These guys okay. grew up playing against each other in high school, right? Then, you know, we talk about the NFL, right? These teams that get smoked are usually good bet on teams because they don't get to the NFL by being a team, a player that just rolls over. I do think there's a competitive edge to play sec football at Florida and same with FSU too. Like you, you get to this level because you're a competitive player and you're yeah. not going just going to mail it in or something. I mean, sometimes we do see that obviously college NFL, it happens, but for the most part I have faith and you know, Dan Mullen, I'm not the biggest fan of in case you can't tell Joe, Joe, so getting rid of him and his idiotic game management, I'm okay with. And I just don't think FSU that great. So that's that's a play for me. I do lean to Oregon State in the Civil War. I mean, there's a 7.5 out there. That's really tempting. I like Texas against K-State. K-State let me down last week. But uh, I think Texas will be just fine here. Uh, minus three at home. But that's really it. The Iowa-Nebraska game's fascinating. There's been such significant line move with the uh, news about Martinez. NC State. I'll probably use maybe in a moneyline parlay or a team total or something. I just have to bet against North Carolina because I like this NC State team. But you know, that's about it. Maybe Arky minus fourteen half. So nothing really, uh, nothing really uh, firm there except for the couple plays that I mentioned.
1: Was there anything on the NFL card to slide in here at the end that anyone might be looking at? I kind of like the Rams as a pick'em against Green Bay. Two weeks to get ready for this game. Get Odell Beckham. Initiated in the offense, fix Matthew Stafford against the Packers. I like the over in the Minnesota San Francisco game. I think the Vikings are going to be able to torch that San Francisco secondary. And we all know Minnesota's defense on the road struggles. It's something I talk about every single week. Niners will be able to put some points up there. Those were two that jumped out to me from the NFL. Yeah. I mean,
0: a couple square plays for me. It's going to be very popular. Like Chargers minus three at Denver. I don't think much of the Broncos. Actually, it's two and a halfs mostly for that game. I think it's a really good spot to back Baltimore. I think I'll lay the three-and-a-half against Cleveland. It's a really, really good spot for the Ravens. Cleveland and it, looks terrible. And, Jesus. And, and so does Seattle. I, I think I have to take Oof. Washington on Monday night. Wolf.
1: Yep, I'm with you on that. Um, the number's not great anymore, so I can understand why people would pass, but Philadelphia minus three-and-a-half at the Giants. Short week for the Giants. Just fired Garrett. Uh, football Outsiders run defense DVOA has the Giants at 30th. The Eagles are running the ball like champions right now. They're number two in the NFL in rushing, and they're cooking. They're on the like verge the of a playoff a spot. So I don't I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles smack the Giants.
0: I'm right there with you. I think the Eagles are, are making a nice push right now.
1: Happy Thanksgiving.
0: I gotta look at some NBA later. Uh we got there with the Knicks yesterday or a push, but Tyler and I talked about UCLA plus the points, obviously missing Riley was huge for that game. I was there last night, but I do like Duke and the points, depending on what the number comes out. That'll be Friday night. But, you know, that's the uh, that's a lot of sports, a lot of picks, because it's our final podcast of the week in terms of the 10-minute variety, although I believe we went a little over. That's okay. It was a little holiday. Just like our waistline is going to expand this weekend. We had the podcast <laughs> had to expand yeah. this weekend as well. all right my friend good stuff as always thanks to everyone for tuning in happy thanksgiving and obviously if you're traveling please please travel safely and uh enjoy the holiday weekend